It's Tuesday, August 15th. Welcome to the Sleepers Podcast. Carter Elliott, uh, running a little late this morning. I feel like we should address that off the top. What's your energy like? Uh, are you owning this? What happened? Yeah, you know, I'm just a little little lethargic today. I'm not going to lie to you. I stayed up a little bit later than I probably should have last night. It's raining outside. It's very gloomy. I'm just I'm a little, uh, little, little lethargic, I think is the word I would say. But I'm here. I'm good to go. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be ready. Well, let me see if I let me see if I can pick you up, my friend, because today's episode is brought to you by Big C's Dump Truck Emporium. Big C dump trucks can handle load after load and exhibit great stamina. Get your hands on a Big C dump truck today. That is from Mike Meyer. Do we think that's Michael Meyer? <laughs> um, that's that's just insane. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. You know why you were late, though, or why uh, why you were staying up late last night? You and I were both staying up late last night. It's because we figured out something for sleepers. Should we break some news? Please. One thing I never want you to ask me is that if we should break news. Are we, tr- are, are we trillying? Is this trillying or are we just... Trilly has a, an expose today, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. An expose. Trilly did a sit-down interview. For the first time ever. I'm sick it didn't happen on this very show. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. The the news of the day. Uh, we are going to start a Discord. In fact, we have started a Discord. I'll put the link in this description. This is how it's going to work. I want to preface this off the top by saying uh, you do have to pay for this. If you don't join, no hard feelings. Not much will change for you. Like If you're enjoying the way you consume Sleeper's content right now, None of that is going to go behind a paywall. You can still get everything that we're doing these daily episodes as they are. What you will miss out on if you don't join the paid Discord includes your ability for us to answer your questions on episodes. That's the first thing. We're going to do all of our Q&A at the beginning of every single episode, every single day on the show, based on what we get in the paid Discord. Uh, It's people that support us we support you by answering your questions we're also going to create some additional content that will only be available to paid members cart that includes ability to do some live stuff we will do some watch alongs during the season maybe some big games where you can watch a game with us as the sleepers uh we will do some live videos at some point where um you know people have asked hey could we do an episode live That will happen, but it will not be made available to everybody. It will just be made available to paid sleepers members. Our newsletters, the gambling newsletters that we did weekly during college football last season are back, but those are only available to our Discord members. And finally, this is maybe most important to me, Cart. Uh, You can just talk with us every single day. We're going to operate this as if it's like a message board, as if it's a forum. I'm sure Cart and I will be uh, making fun of each other constantly. Jokes will be flying. And you are now a part of that, Sleepers Nation, if you'd like to be. Uh, I chose the the paid membership, just a flat $9.99 fee. And I think tax is brought out to like $13 a month. So that's $9.99 a month. Uh, There's also a second tier, which is called you get the exact same thing as members, but you just like us a little more, which is (laughs) $19.99. So if anyone wants to pay us $20 instead of $10 a month, you can. Uh, Your thoughts, Carter, is this a good move? Is this a horrible move? Is this going to crumble sleepers media as we know it? Uh, There's nothing that could crumble us as we know it. So let me just get that option out of the way. And yeah, I do think it's a good option. I think for me, the part that I like about it is that it was a suggestion by people who listen to us. Like I think many of people who tune into sleepers 
uh, on a daily basis, want to support us, have looked for ways to support us, have come up with certain ideas, you know, whether it be merch, which we've talked about, we're not really a fan of, but, you know, kind of going over with G and setting it up. Like, I think Discord is the best thing for us. Uh, there's many different avenues that you just spoke about. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of excited. Like, that's why I was up so late last night because I was just messing around on Discord and trying to figure out, you know, the ins and outs and all the interest intricacies of Discord. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, we don't end up with just me, myself subscribing to my own sleepers server. But I, I feel like it might be a couple more. Why are you talking like you just committed somewhere, by the way? Like it was the best option for me, ultimately. <laughs> Can you just let me rock, man? Please. Okay. I just were you recruited by other paid content platforms that I don't know that, about? That's none of your business. You're right. That's none of my business. Uh and I I didn't say this. We will also do some giveaways though. Like we'll just send you cool stuff occasionally if you're a paid member. Uh, whether that's shirts, whether that's like sleepers, Yeti mugs, like this one that I'm holding on to. We'll do some giveaways. We'll do some fun stuff. We'll make sure you feel loved if uh, you show us the love by becoming a paid sleepers member. So I'll put the link in every episode description. You're probably going to hear us promote this over the next week and a half because we really want to try to drive people signing up for this before college football season. After that, I promise we'll be less annoying about it. But uh, it, spread the word, too. If you want to join, you have other people that listen to our show or you talk with about Sleepers content, uh, please help spread the word. Help us grow this thing. We're very excited about it. Cart, uh, because we are slightly behind today, we have 25 comments to get to. We're going to have to be very quick on these comments. But we are a blue-collar podcast. We don't run from the grind. We're not going to not answer comments just because we're up against the time a little bit. Just because we have to beat the buzzer doesn't mean we can't beat the buzzer. 25 comments today, starting with Ulamog. Once again, clipping every single segment. Incredible Ulamog. You are in the early running for Sleepers MVP. Koi is underneath his comment with an instructional tutorial to me on how to do that. Unfortunately for Koi, no offense, Koi, I'm not doing that because I don't know how to find the info on how to do that. I'm not doing that because it already takes me way too much time to put these episodes up and anything that would add one second more is not worth it to me when I have someone as lovely as Ulamog that would help us with that. So thank you, Ulamog. Uh, Matty MK says, being an SIU fan, Damask was a great pickup for Illinois. Look forward to seeing him against a higher level of play. He was huge for SIU. Cart, does being huge for SIU mean that he's huge for Illinois, though? No. That was but it, but, No, but it should give Illinois fans something to be excited about because there are some programs that take players that literally weren't impactful at their last school and pray that they're impactful at their new school. Marcus Damask is either the third best player or the 13th best player on Illinois. We still don't know. And that goes for every player on Illinois. Trevor uh, Sally says, unapologetic Purdue fan here. Sorry, I'm like choking on something right now pause unapologetic Purdue fan here as brutal as the end of last year was and combined with losing to Indiana twice I had a great time watching Purdue basketball last year lots of wins lots of great basketball keeping expectations low this year to help my mental health <laughs> I'm dying <laughs> uh, let, let, let me pick you up Trev don't know you personally man that's soft okay tempering expectations with the team that Purdue has and the stuff that you guys have gone through these past couple years that's just, that's I'm not allowing that. You don't temper expectations when you have a team as talented as this. You need to expect greatness. Expect Painter to be great. We have a massive amount of adversity early in the show, Cart. I just want to say that. Wayne, uh, Wayne Kerr, it's probably the full name he wants me to say, says he wants to hear what Carter's album of the year is so far and why is it Ganger? 
I got Greg pegged for Luke Combs or something. Also, Sincere Harris is the boogeyman on the defensive end of the court. His energy is special. I could not name a Luke Combs song, just for the record. You got a fast car. Yeah, okay. So the best Luke Combs song is a Tracy Chapman song that he stole. Great. I'm out on Luke Combs. Okay, stop. Luke Combs is the best country singer out. Last country singer you told me was the best country singer out was an unobjectifiable racist. I mean, well, country, you need a little pinch. Just a little pinch. What's the album of the year, Cart? Uh, Album of the year is Gunna's album so far. It's early in the year. Uh, Ganger is a great album. Shout out to these. Uh, I'm glad that he's getting his shine and, you know, getting uh, the recognition he deserves. But so far, so so far this year, Sergio Gunna, the snitch, as some call him, has the best album of the year by far. Clayton Lee, love Carter sniping my Illini better with Curbelo question. Also love the honest take on all teams. I believe, Greg, you are spot on 80% of the time. That might be a little generous. I'm not going to lie, but I appreciate it. He says, example, Illini have 12, 20-minute guys. Unfortunately, college basketball isn't simply interchangeable pieces. This could lead to a more exodus next year via the portal. Your thoughts? I mean, yeah, that's, that's literally the formula and why it's so hard to coach in today's era is because kids – don't accept smaller roles when they can easily go to another place and have a bigger role. It's, it's tough. The thing about me card is I love a good routine. My routine currently consists of wake up around seven, feed my daughter, get a run in shower, make an iced coffee, get on a zoom call with you. Love that routine. It's firing on all cylinders. Illinois routine right now consists of a lot of excitement, a good season, a bad end to the season, blaming everyone repeat the process. So uh, we'll see if that happens. Clayton, I hope it doesn't because I would love to see Illinois get over the hump. Fam says at cart. Can't tell you how game changing new fitting clubs is. Was using my friend set this past weekend opposed to my 12 year old clubs and gained 10 to 15 yards of clubs since they fit well and are more modern shaved eight strokes off what I usually shoot to and life's better when you feel good coming off the course. P.S. Bluff's reaction to Milwaukee was all time. Can't script it. LMAO. Uh, I'm going to choose to focus in on the bluffs portion of this comment because we got a text from Riley Bluffs Davis this morning that said dot dot dot. My first thought when I saw the peppermint schnapps and diet Mountain Dew comment was that sounds fire. <laughs> disgusting. He's not beating the allegations. Uh, the problem no. with your golf is you, you need to shave more than eight strokes off right now. Okay, you need to relax. Is that not true? I'm trying to hold you accountable. No, I'm just saying when I get these fitted clubs, you should be somewhat scared of me. You shot a 135 and picked up your ball on 16 of 18 holes last time I played with you. Yeah, that was all mental. <laughs> no, I tried to tell you it was all mental. You said it's not mental. Well, that, well, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're in a goddamn meltdown is that it's mental. I just try to be honest with you, man. How I'm not a finger pointing guy, but I'm pointing some yes, you are. Clayton's back in here says, fun question. If this year's Illini are in this year's SEC, what place do they finish in the conference? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Clayton, I want to know why you want to know that. That's a fun question. Why the SEC? Behind Kentucky. Better than Alabama, I think? Maybe? No, I'm taking Alabama over them. I'm not a big Grant Nelson guy. What about Tennessee? Below Tennessee. Low Tennessee, probably like better than like the LSU's. Better than Auburn, I think. Probably Auburn range, like four or five in the yeah. SEC. I would say. Yeah, yeah, so I say. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Steve Dunn. Oh, Miss is gonna be pretty good, I think. 
<laughs> Should we just keep going down the list? Vanderbilt might, might be kind of nasty. Steve Dunn says, do you think Bill Self will still let Hunter do round ball? I think we all know there is no way Izzo would allow it, and I don't think Self would be thrilled either. I'm sure the podcast was part of his portal recruitment, so okay, you must be okay with it, but it's actually a reason I'm shying off the Jayhawks for a deep run. I don't think anything round ball associated should actually like move you off of believing in Kansas, for the record. I will say... I don't think there's been a new round ball episode since he committed to Kansas, unless I'm missing something. So I think it might just kind of go away. Get, get the meme up, Greg. Get the Grim Reaper meme up. Uh, I mean, we're just throwing this out there. Like some quote unquote competitors seem to kind of keep stop creating content while sleepers media keeps saying, Hey, let's give you content every day instead of once a week seems like some people have gone from like three days a week to breaking up with their partner to now you don't get your, con- I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just observing. That's all I'm saying. Wyatt Robinson says, Greg being an avid golfer. I was curious if you were aware of coach small and Illini golfs 13 of the last 14 big 10 championships, 14 straight NCAA tournaments. Uh, Wyatt, I was not aware of that. I had no idea. I don't really follow too many big 10 sports outside of uh, basketball and football, to be honest with you. But I'm very impressed by a 14 straight Big Ten championship streak. My question to you, Wyatt, would be how many second weekends has the Illini golf team made? I would be very impressed if you could give me that number. Gavin Booher says, I think the best case scenario for MSU would be if Tucker doesn't reclassify and just comes next year. When Walker and most likely Aikens are gone, I think the positive possible negatives would be more likely than the upsides. You agree with that? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm working. Are you going to be okay? I'm like choking. I don't know what's going like, on. Can we get somebody to get you down to get a, a back, like a back pat? Yeah, I need I need a burp right now. I need something. Um, I, by the way, I think Tucker uh, kind of like didn't he? The news come out that he's not reclassifying right after we put the reclassify video out. Yeah, he literally um, transferred high schools. Great timing. Lovely. That boy from Illinois says, even with 12 guys that can play, I'm not too concerned with Illinois minutes allocation, five or seniors. So no transfer risk there. Danger has already transferred once. Don't see him leaving. Goody, sincere tie. And the freshmen have to realize they will take the reins after the season. If that's not enough for them to stick it out, then they can go get theirs in a mid major. There's always a few injuries every season too. Yeah. I think the question is just like, do Goody, sincere tie and the freshmen all support? Like if, if one of them gets the reins, are the other six happy? That would be my question. Because I, I think there's two guys who expect the reins in that group. Yeah, and there's not enough reins. Yeah, and if one guy gets the reins, the other guy doesn't have the reins. That's usually how the reins work. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes for Illinois. Fam says, PPS, expect Arthur Phils to have a breakout week in Cincy. I've seen this guy's name. like He's a tennis player. I've seen his name a bunch of times. I've never watched him play. I know nothing about him, fam. So I'm going to have to take note. He's on my radar this week. Shadok Taylor says the media was so wrong. LOL laughing face. What's that about? Is is that just about the the Flory recruitment? It's either the media was wrong about Flory or it's we're the media and we were so wrong about Bryson Tucker. Which I, I'm going to choose to believe it's that because crack on my shoulder. Yeah, true. But I, I've said this many a times before. You're not wrong unless you admit that you were wrong. Like that hit that comment saying we were wrong. Like that doesn't mean we were wrong. I don't think you have to admit that you're wrong to be wrong. <laughs> That's how I go about my like. I haven't been wrong since 2016. I said that the other day in a tweet because I haven't admitted to actually being wrong, whether I was wrong or not. 
I haven't been wrong since 2016. I would love to flesh this out more, but you showed up 12 minutes late for this episode, so we don't have time to go down a rabbit hole. Ulamog says, what's the latest intel on the real U of M? Word on the street is that Cameron Christie is going to be better than the beloved NBA draft pick of an elder brother, top 10 team in the Big Ten. Uh, are you bummed Cam Christie is not coming to East Lansing? No. Do you want nothing to do with the Christie family? No, I mean, uh, Cam Christie could be successful at Minnesota, but let's 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 keep it a buck. Like Cormac was way better than Cam, so I like what I've seen from Cam for the right when Joe Joe Jackson, our Purdue film guy, who has been like doing all the incoming class stuff. Uh, uh, he did okay. Don't don't do that. He did like an actual video on Cam Christie and was like, "This oh, guy's underrated." Yeah, I know. So what's that face for? Oh, I didn't realize I was making a face. I'm sorry. Sometimes my face just gets out of control. And what? Why? What are your thoughts? We're talking about Cam Christie. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I think Cam Christie's a four-year guy, and I think in year four he's really good. Ulamog, that's my thoughts. I took D Rose's SAT. Assuming all these scenarios played out, which program would be considered the best in the Big Ten right now? Illinois, if Bill Self never left for KU. Indiana, if Calvin Sampson wasn't fired. Michigan, if Beeline never left. MSU with Izzo. Fun question, but I think obvious answer. What's your answer, Cart? Indiana with Samson. <laughs> it's got to be a joke, right? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm dead ass serious. Why? Because Samson is one of the best coaches in college basketball. I think that's crazy. Um, I mean, he is. He's great, but I, I my answer is MSU you, with Izzo, pretty clearly. You give Samson in, in Bloomington? Like, come on, man. The church assembly like hall. That, that that'd be special. I think you it's MSU with Izzo. Though. I think you know it's MSU. Samson. You lo- you do love Samson. I it's MSU with Izzo for me, and it's not really close. Um, I think I I don't think Bill Self at Illinois would be as successful as he is at Kansas, and that's I agree not, with that. not shots at Illinois. But um, I'd go MSU with Izzo. I don't think anybody's topping what he's done over the last two decades. Neil Stuckey says, which Illinois transfer is most likely to have a Brandon Pajemski likely breakout season at their new school? Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, RJ Melendez, or Brandon Lieb? Uh, a Brandon, I don't think any of them, but I, I would lean, ugh, I want to lean Sky because I'm a big Sky guy, but like I just don't know about that situation down in Louisville. That's just, it seems like a shit show. So I guess out of those guys, I go Jay Nets, but like there's no way Jay Nets plays his way into a first round top 20 draft pick. I don't think any of those guys do. Yeah, I think in order to have the pods like season, it has to be a guy we just haven't seen much of. And unfortunately for Sky, Epps and RJ, I think we've seen a lot of them. Um, I do think both Sky and Epps can have very good individual seasons. I would bet on Epps having the best individual season there. I think he could be the best player on Georgetown this year. Uh, RJ Melendez, I just don't think is that good. No offense to RJ Melendez. Uh, I would take him on Michigan immediately if I could, but I, I think he's like a role player type and Lieb is the one I know the least about. So that maps to what AirPods did last season. Craig C. MSU said the Giants were reportedly having to use a silent count at Ford Field during the first preseason game. That's all. Pray for the Seahawks at that home opener. Yeah, we're here. We already said a couple episodes. We're not the same old Lions. You and I's texts about the Lions were enjoyable to me. You only watched the first quarter and then you had to go. And our texts were like, if we draft another Iowa player, I swear to God, I'm jumping off a bridge. And then Jack Campbell like picked it up a little bit. Laporta still got to show me something though. Uh, But 
I'm excited at the prospects of moving our Lions texts to each other to Discord, where other potential Lions fans could see what it's like to experience our overreaction. That's going to be special during Discord, especially during even looking forward to like basketball season, because we always talk about on these episodes. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, OG. But we always reference like mine and yours conversations like offline, like during these games or during these situations. And, you know, I'll toot my own horn here. There's some good ass combos in there that we could use some other voices in as well. And then you have Discord. I already moved the Discord app to my homepage, by the way, which is a big deal. I got the Discord app on my Mac. I have the Discord app on my phone and I had notifications on. Look at us. Look at us discording. Michael K. Remen, Michael Kremen says, Cart talking about how expensive it is to put air in his tires. We call that inflation. <laughs> That's solid. That's a good one. I'm mad I didn't call it. God, I should have thought of that. That might be the comment of the day, Michael. Appreciate you. Tony J35 says, Carter going live from the cement brick bunker is very blue collar. Hey, that's my finished basement, damn it. It was pretty blue collar, though. I noticed that after the episode. Like, I, I didn't even notice it during the episode. Otherwise, I would have made a joke about it. But, um, yeah, I assume that's because wife was asleep. Wife was asleep, had to relocate. So blue collar of us. Malik Perry says, so Bryson Tucker or Koa Pete caused Tucker. Rem- or Sorry, Bryson Tucker or Koa Pete because Tucker reminds me of Christy, but Pete can be a two-way monster. Which one would you take? Based on that comment, give me Pete. <laughs> I don't know them well enough. I trust Card on this, so I guess uh, I think the answer is Bryson Tucker. Though I think you're just making a joke about Kobe. So, are you talking? Are you asking like who I think is gonna be like the better pro? Yeah. Who, who would you Who would you take? Who's the better player? Oh, Koa. Koa. Okay. Yeah, I got to tap into Koa. And that and that's not a that's not a slight to Tucker. I think Koa is like a top, like he like regardless of class type player. Like he's a top ten guy, and not that Tucker is. I got to tap into Koa. I don't know too much about him. I've only seen a couple clips. Aiden Tree yeah, says. Obviously, you're basketball guys, but what's your proportional fandom compared to other sports? For example, 25% football, 25% basketball, et cetera, et cetera. It's a fun question. I've never thought about my fandoms like that. Yeah, I don't know how to, I really don't know how to divide it up. Um, I say 50%. Uh, hmm. Can we do leagues or is it just like does basketball mean NBA and college? I was going to do like, I was going to divide like NBA and college, I'd say. I think those should be separated. All right. College, probably college basketball, 50%. Oh, God, that's tough. There's not enough percentage in here. I don't even know how I get 50. Can you go first? I think I'll go college 60%. That is just so much of my life and my true passion. Uh, I would say NBA 10%. Like when it's NBA time, I'll get in on NBA. But outside of NBA, I really like, I don't care about NBA regular season like that. Um, 10%. Golf, 10% tennis, 10% football. 60, 10, 10, 10, 10. Hmm. Okay. I think I go 50 still for basketball, college basketball. Probably go 10 for NBA as well. I mean, just for the same reasons you said. Uh, I go 20 on football. And then, let's see, at least one out of 20. then I go 10 soccer, 10 golf. I think you might have gone 110 percent there, which I appreciate. You go 50, 50, 20, 10, 10, 10. I did. So last two five percent. Sorry. 
You know, you might have been. I don't know. We're not math majors here. Uh, I think I shortchanged my football, by the way. Football being the same as tennis golf seems low to me, but I'm out of percent. So what can I do? Some charlatan says, pretty sure Sky is talking Coleman and sincere. The why seems obvious. No comment. Craig Bowers. Hey, good to see Craig Bowers in here. Says, hate to rain on your seven foot Purdue parade, but the next big man recruit is a stretch five, six, eleven, Raleigh Burgess. I mean, uh, Craig, I love you. I love you like I, I like like I love my seven iron. But like I, you, you also come in my come in my DMs with like Will Bird propaganda, like he's going to be the next Porzingis. So I got to see it. I just can't get over the fact that their next center's first name is Rally or Raleigh. I don't Raleigh. Why is everything so rah rah with Purdue? It's Lafayette, Lafayette, Lafayette. I don't know. I don't know why. Just give me like Josh, Josh Burgess. <laughs> Give me that. Make it easier on me, man. I'm not I'm not so great at this. It's early. Uh, shout out Craig Bowers, though. Brags in the stands. Great Purdue show. Uh, and we already talked about Joe. A lot of Purdue love from us today. We're going to talk about Purdue more in the episode, too. That's all the comments for today. Thanks to the comment section. Uh, by the way, keep commenting. Even if you don't join the Discord, keep commenting. We're still going to look at them. We may from time to time pull something out. But uh, if you want your comments to continue being read on the episodes, Two weeks from now, that's when we'll flip this on. We'll give an official date, probably the week of college football. But you have two weeks to get to the Discord before we kind of shut off responding to every comment. You have some time, but getting the Discord link is in the description if you want to join. Three topics today, Carl. Let's start with Louisville's news. Trenton Flowers, top 30 prospect, 2023 recruit, uh, is going to play basketball in Australia. He is not going to play at Louisville. This is a six foot eight wing, talented kid, dreams of the NBA. And he will play his next competitive basketball next season for the Adelaide 36ers instead of a team that went four and 28 last year. Seemed like national people were really struck by this news. A lot of jokes being made at Kenny Payne's expense and just a lot of like shock in general to this. What is your reaction? Is this good or bad for Louisville? And is it good or bad for Trenton Flowers? Uh, Okay. So I think it's two separate answers. I think it's good for Trenton Flowers. I do think it's good. Um, so to be honest, I think he he's a he's a talented kid. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't know if I necessarily see like bonafide like NBA player. Like when Lamelo went to um, went over to went over to Australia, we were like, okay, yeah, like he's gonna be in the NBA one year. He's out. Trent Flowers, we gotta see. He has the tools for sure. He has the game. Uh, I feel like he's got to put some things together. But I don't blame him for going this step because, honestly, he's probably going to get better as a player there than playing at Louisville this season. And that team's going to struggle, to be honest with you. So I truly think that he'll maybe actually develop better in the situation he's going to be in. Now, flip this to Louisville side. Uh, this is catastrophic, is the word I would use. Classes start next week, and you just lost your best prospect. Like, that was – Trent Flowers was the, probably going to be the most talented. Actually, no. Trent Flowers is going to be the most talented. Not saying best. He's going to be the most talented player on your basketball team. And you lost them a week before classes start after all this other stuff is going around around the program and you won five games last season and people aren't on board with what you're going to do this season and then you lose your most talented player. And then there's also rumors coming out that Tyler Johnson, the a uh, kid who discommitted, uh, sorry, decommitted from Memphis, isn't even enrolled in school yet, and things are just spiraling out of control. And 
the voice of reason is Scott Clark tweeting and saying that everything's going to be okay. And I love Sky, but things are things are catastrophic right now for the Cardinals. That's the word I would use. It's bad. Four games, not five games last year. Sorry. They won, they won four games. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, Sky Clark's comments. Hashtag Cardination. Y'all take it easy on the young fella. He did what he felt like was best for him. The timing was bad, and I'm a living testament to that. And for that, I'm sorry no matter the circumstances. He's a special talent and felt this was best, but we good over here in Crumb, trust me. I love Scott Clark, man. He's just so good. He's so good at winning the social media offseason. He's so good at winning it every year. He's just got to translate that to the court. And my God, is he going to have an opportunity, Cart? I mean, he's the ball is going to be in Sky Davius Clark's hands every single play. Sky Davius. <laughs> yeah, he's Sky. You had to give that to him. Um, I don't think this moves the needle a ton. I mean, it's obviously devastating for Louisville, but like, wasn't Louisville going to be pretty awful anyway? So, like, yeah. it's, it's not like they're losing. Oh, they're not going to compete in the ACC now, or oh, they're going to make the NCAA. Like, no, nothing changes. This team was going to be really bad. Dudes were going to put up individual numbers. Just. Trent Flowers chose not to play with a four-win team. And the fact that this came out after his failed dunk attempt two days That's ago hilarious. is hilarious. Uh, also, Trent Flowers is claiming he's a point guard. He's a six-eight wing. Yeah. You can relate yeah. to that, right? I mean, not the part where you're six-eight, but you can relate to being a, a tall man who thinks he's a point guard. You know who Trent Flowers' career is going to remind me of right now? And I, I do think he has the tools to do some things. But right now, like, I don't see a vision or an end of the tunnel path where he doesn't end up like a Quincy Miller. Mm, okay. I used I to love that. Quincy Miller. Like, deep one sports balls, like, all those videos. I loved everything about his game. He was a 6'10 wing who felt like he was more of a guard. Never really panned out at Baylor, but the talent was always there. Never really panned out in the NBA, but, the, you know, the talent was always there. For some reason, when I, when I look at Trent Flowers, I see that path. But – Obviously, the at the end of the day, the talent is there. Yeah, I could see that. I still, uh, from what I've seen of Trent Flowers, I don't think he's like a for sure NBA guy either. Like th this isn't like a top five player in this class. This is just a good player who would have been good at Louisville. He would have been a fun player, but he thinks he's a one and done. He might not even be a one and done. Like, oh, well, you lost Trent Flowers. You're still going to have the same issues you're going to have if you're Louisville. Uh, you have much larger issues than losing Trenton Flowers, even though that's the poppy thing. You need to figure some stuff out. And also, Car, I just want to say, there's a lot of coaches in this country who are really horrible at roster building in this new era. And it's probably really hard. I get it. Like, you got to balance stuff that wasn't even on the table two and a half years ago. But, like, good God, man, I'm a fan of one of them. There are some coaches that just keep getting duped by kids. And it puts their roster in the worst spot ever. And uh, from what I've seen, Kenny Payne is, like, historically bad at college roster building. So he's got like, he's got what one year, like there needs to be signs of life a year from now. Otherwise this is over. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy to me that he's this bad at roster building. Like, I, I don't know. I would, to me on the outside looking in, like in the situations he's been around in his previous jobs, I feel like roster building would be a thing that would be a strong point. Yeah. I don't know. Strange, strange things. Uh, is Kenny Payne fired next year? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Let's move on. I'm ambushing you with this topic because I know you don't like talking so much so frequently about this team, but we have to. Car Purdue's overseas trip has ended 
They are 4-0. You can look at the numbers. The numbers are incredible. I'll talk about some of the numbers here and there. But I have a different question. And I think I'm the first person who's asked this question anywhere. I'm pretty excited about it. I know what you're going to ask. You don't. You think I'm going to ask, would Purdue be better without Zach Eady? I'm not going to ask that because Zach Eady is the best player in the country. I am going to ask you this. Where would this Purdue team be ranked heading into the season if Zach Eady did not exist? If this Purdue team had TKR, Caleb First, uh, Miles Colvin, Hamden Hyde, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, all these dudes who looked awesome overseas, 4-0. They just didn't have Zach Eady, who was taking pictures holding a trophy with Shea Gilgis-Alexander's arm around him. Where would this team be ranked? Uh, I probably had them easily top 15, easily. Um, I probably had them at, uh, just on the safe side, keep it moving, I think 11. Yeah, without naming names, like like this is a top 10-ish team, right? Without yeah. Zach Eady, they are a top 10-ish team in the country. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> like I I maybe that's a different way to frame should we take Purdue serious or not? But I, I like I think that's a really fascinating way to look at this because I think people get swept up in like why I'm so excited about Purdue and why I keep leading the bandwagon and gassing them up is oh, it's Zach Eady, he's the best player in the country. Why I'm so excited about Purdue and why I think it's different than last year is all the new guys, everything else that's new. And oh, by the way, they still have the best player in the country. So I really think, Cart, like, was going through in my head. I think without Zach Eady, truly, I think this would be like the seventh or eighth best team in the country. I think they're that deep. I think they're that loaded. Like, they wouldn't match Kansas. They'd be behind Michigan State without Eady. Um, but I think it'd be close, honestly. Like, they're in that next group for me of like, Kentucky and UConn-ish of like all this young talent. Like they are talented, man. TKR, whenever Zach Eady's not on this team, TKR is going to be an all Big Ten center immediately. We got we, we got to pump the brakes a tiny bit. On TKR? Just on this was a foreign tour, okay? Some of the some of the teams that were played on this tour, like don't get me wrong, yes, it's I there's a reason to be excited, but let's also like let's just pump it just a tiny bit. Let's just but you take a step back. You have eyes. Like you you watched some of these games. There's differences between the way Purdue looked on this tour, even with the competition stuff aside, than the way teams that are also playing overseas in this conference, like Iowa and Nebraska and Illinois, or outside of this conference, even like Arizona, USC, like this this looks different. Like they're not just clinking mm. shots. Like they're they're making shots, and TKR looks like a superstar. I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I just feel like you're putting just a bit too much stock into what they're doing on this foreign tour. I agree. It's exciting. I agree. It's a, it's something that Purdue fans should hold in a high regard, but I, I don't know. I got to, I got to see it in, a, in an actual game setting. I'm still on wait and see with this, you know, this mode. PKR averaged 18 points and eight rebounds on this trip. Shot 37% from three. Made a three and three of the four games. TKR is going to be in foul trouble every single game he plays. Braden Smith, six to one assist to turnover ratio. And I know you're about to just start laughing that I'm bringing up an assist to turnover no, ratio. Not, no, that's special. Points. That is. If, if you we watch. Saw, we saw Braden Smith do that for a whole half a season and then fall apart. 
but like the way he is controlling the games on this trip is different than last year. And it's largely because Edie's not there. Now that does bring up some conversation of like what is what is Purdue going to look like in the post Edie era versus when they're so focused on getting the best player in the country the ball. But like like Braden Smith gets wherever he wants and creates a wide open look for someone every possession. That's all he just did for like 160 minutes of games. And he doesn't turn it over. Like I'm just so wildly impressed by him. Colvin and Hyde combined for 11 for 15 from three cart. Like I don't care if the competition level stinks. Illinois just made 16 threes as a team in three games and two true freshmen in a Purdue uniform for the first time ever off the bench are 11 for 15. And the question was, can they shoot? Like, I just, I'm sorry. I know I'm leading the propaganda machine, but I think people should realize it's not just about Edie and it's not like the same team. Like they were so Edie centric there. That's why they're going to have issues again. Nah, I think this team could be a final four team if Zach Edie didn't exist. They just so happen to also have Zach Edie this year. And that's how people should view them. And that's why you should probably consider like maybe elevating them into Kansas territory of this could be the number one team in the country. See, that's where I'm not with you. They're not a final four team without Zach Eadie. I guess we'll never know because Zach we'll is incredible. Wait, see. Can I make an argument at least? Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> I, I, I heard your whole argument. It's great points. Elite points. Okay. All right. Moving on. That might be the last time we talk about Purdue for a while. So deep breath for you. We'll, Thank God, man. We'll be all right. We'll be I'm, all right. I'm serious. I'm so I need a Purdue break. We are going to talk about the Big Ten's best backcourts because our colleague, David Klein, guest of the show, friend of the show, came on this very program a couple weeks ago. Just put an article out on SpartanHoops.com. He made it free as of this morning so that anybody can go in and see it. And he basically made Big Ten guard tiers of players that he thinks are notable heading into the season. He did draw the cutoff line at a certain point, so he didn't just list everybody in the conference. But I want to run run through his tiers quickly. Mm-hmm. Tier, tier one, all conference guys. Terrence Shannon was the first name mentioned. Tyson Walker was the second name mentioned. Tier two, fringe all conference guys. I think that was the term. Do you have it up? What what was the yeah, term? Yeah, I do. So the, the, the first tier was first team all bit, all Big Ten likelihood. And then cut off tier two, all Big Ten caliber players. Okay. So likelihood versus caliber is what's going to be debated here. But tier tier two, I would I'd term it as fringe. I'm putting words in DK's mouth. To me, these are guys he views as like maybe they're all Big Ten, maybe they're not. Ubui is the first name mentioned. AJ Hogart is the second name mentioned. Jameer Young is the third name mentioned. Braden Smith fourth. Bruce Thornton fifth. Third tier. Like potential good seasons, Doug McDaniel, Connor Asijian, uh, and then Deshaun Harris Smith. So, I'll throw it to you first, just broadly. Do you like this list? Do you have any major issues with this list? Uh, I think that Boo Booey has done enough to earn himself in the first category on here. Like, I I understand that you know they had the loss of a D Adige, which um, I think is glossed over a little bit too much. I think Audis did do some things to help take pressure off of Boo. But, I mean, he was first team all Big Ten last year, and then he comes back. I feel like he's earned that spot to be in that first spot. Um, I I don't know. I think the main – and I I wouldn't even use the word issue. Uh, For me, it's – there's guys on here that are 
going to be certified all Big Ten players. Tyson, Terrence Shannon Jr., Boo Booey, and Jameer Young are all, I would put millions of dollars that all those guys are on the all Big Ten team. Then I'll go to another tier of guys that could make a Big Ten team, but there's also a world where they don't make a Big Ten team. Like there's a world where A.J. Hogarth doesn't make an all Big Ten team. He hasn't made one yet for anyone who doesn't know that. Um, like that hasn't happened yet. Bruce Thornton, I think there's going to be a lot of guys on that team who can do some things. I don't know if Bruce Thornton is for sure going to be an all Big Ten guy. Braden Smith, also a guy who could have a really good season for a really good team, but who knows how his stats are going to line up and whether he can sneak his way into an all Big Ten team for sure. So I would just tier it differently, um, but I really don't have any like glaring glaring issues, I guess, with the, with the list or the tiers the way they are. Okay. Yeah, I I think I agree. I think we're pretty much on the same page here. Um, are you are you a little surprised Hepburn's not on the list? We're not at least I'm not a big Hepburn guy, but No, yeah. I'm not a big Hepburn guy either. So I'm not I'm not surprised that uh that he's not on the list, no. Okay. The more I was thinking through it, I'm just like, eh, he's around. Like he could have been a name. Here's a couple of small issues I have. First of all, you'll probably disagree with me on this. I don't think Taryn Shannon should have been on this list in any of these tiers. Uh, I get that Taryn Shannon can play guard and looks like a guard and probably is a guard sometimes. He's also like a power forward sometimes. He's also a wing most of the time. And when I go down this list, I see a bunch of actual like point guard types. Tyson Walker plays the two, but he's a point guard type. Like these are all guard guards. Taryn Shannon's probably going to be like the power forward on the all big 10 first team this year. It's going to be Edie, three point guards and Taryn Shannon. So... I get like it, it, like just seeing his name first on the list of best Big Ten guard to me feels a little off because I think he's the best Big Ten wing and I think he's a different positional guy than this. Um, but I don't like that's not a huge gripe. Like I get where DK would have him here and I think you've made the point that Shannon is a guard before. But again, I'm on paper, Illinois wants Ty Rogers to be their point guard. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn's going to play. Like if sincere Harris is on the court with Terrence Shannon, is Terrence Shannon the guard and Harris is the forward? I would just put him in a different positional group altogether. Outside of that, you nailed it with Bowie and Young. I don't know how Bowie and Young can be in the same tier as guys that need to break out versus guys that have already been the best player on an NCAA tournament team. Like that's Bowie was the best player on a team that almost made the Sweet 16, almost beat UCLA. Jameer Young was the best player on a Maryland team that was really, really good for the whole season. So um, like Hogard is going to be a really good player on a really good team this year. And his body looks totally different. We've talked about how excited I am. The strides AJ's made this off season. He still needs to make those strides. He hasn't done it already. Like Boo and Jameer Young have Braden Smith and Bruce Thornton are younger. They're more traditional breakouts. They're not the 23 year old guy. That's going to break out like Hogard is, but um, I would just have those three in a totally separate category. Like I think if you're going to put Shannon and Walker at the top, then you got to put Bowie and Young right below them. If they're not in the same tier, it's got to be like tier one, Shannon Walker, tier two, Bowie Young, tier three, Smith Thornton. And if you want to lump Hogard in there, fine. Um, or I'd even be fine if Hogard was like in his own category card. Cause I've, I kind of view AJ as like, he, he's not really a breakout candidate. He's just like a guy that's already good enough that just needs to, I don't know. Get over do, the hump. And not even get over the hump. Just like if Michigan State's a good team, it's probably enough, right? Like if Michigan State wins 30 games instead of 21 games, then like AJ, the guy he is, is there. But uh, if not, like 
God forbid, if this goes off the rails, then AJ Hogarth's numbers as they've been aren't going to get it done. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. But I think you're right, though. Boo's got to be up. Yeah. And then, like, you got to look at it this way, too, with AJ Hogarth. Like, obviously, this is just me with a theory on top of my head. Like, you have to have something special, I feel like, to have three guys on an all Big Ten team. Like, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good um, situation. I, I can't think to last year three guys from the same team all made all Big Ten. They obviously probably did. But, like, last year it was Tyson and Joey. Those were, like, the two best players on the team. Joey's gone now. So there is a world where A.J. Hogarth becomes that second guy for a really, really good basketball team in Michigan State, makes an all Big Ten team. One name notably missing from this. Do you know the name I'm going to say? Kise. Kise is a great player who was in the honorable mention category. Not Kise. He's on your team, the guy I'm about to mention. Jay Nakins. Where's Jay Nakins? He's a wing. Oh. He's with, he's with oh. Terrence Shannon. Shannon. Oh, NBA guard Jay Nakins is a wing. Okay. Got it. Um, I just, I'm trying to understand why, why would Terrence Shannon be first on this list, but Jay Nakins wouldn't be? Like, Jay Nakins is more a guard than Terrence Shannon is. Because I mean, I, I mean, you know the answer to this. Or are we are we just saying Aikens isn't like is Aikens on any list? Is Aikens going to be on the wing list this year? I would put Aikens on all big time before I put Hogarth. Hogarth's going to have the numbers, I guess. I I'm just curious when DK does his list, is Aikens going to be on the forwards list? And if he is, then you had Shannon on the wrong list. If he's not, then okay, fine. We're just saying Aikens isn't as good as Doug McDaniel or Connor Asijan. I don't think I agree with that, but um, and I don't think DK agrees with that. I think we know the truth is that he's going to be on the wing list. I, I, if Jay Nagins is on the wing list and Terrence Shannon isn't, aren't we just trying to put a Michigan State guy on the weaker list? Isn't that what's happening here? Like, not on SpartanHoops.com. No, great site. Big fan of DK's work. I'm just I'm trying to spot where the Michigan State guard is that everyone yelled at me in my mentions and said was a guard, but now he's a forward. So, um, okay. Final question, speed round here. Uh, let's say end of the season. There's two guards on the first team, two guards on the second team, two guards on the third team. Who are they? Uh, two guards on the first team, uh, Shannon and Walker. We're calling Shannon a guard? Yeah, I am. Two guards on the second team. I'm going Jameer Young, Braden Smith. Third team, I'm going. Oh, sorry, my my apologies. Excuse me. <clears throat> Boo Booey and Jameer Young, second team. Third team, I'm going. I'm going. Brain Smith. Oh, damn. Brain Smith Hogard. Okay. I'm fine with that. I'll give my answer in a second, but I got to go back to the first team, man. If Shannon and Walker's the first team, who are the other two guys that aren't Zach Eady on that team? Uh, maybe you can bump one of the guards up. Let's put four guards, like you said. The answer is that Shannon isn't a guard, man. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. First team guards to me are Tyson Walker and Boo Booey. Second team guards to me are Jameer Young and Braden Smith. Third team guards to me are Bruce Thornton and A.J. Hogarth. 
Congratulations, Michigan State fans. You have two all Big Ten guards. Uh, hopefully three if Jay Nakins breaks out this season. We'll see. Let's go to our one big thing presented by Bigby Cart. Bigby, uh, I do have a Bigby coffee today. It's in my lovely Sleepers Yeti mug, as you can see. Great coffee. Fantastic coffee. The vibes are good. When you have a 12-minute late start, Bigby coffee can get you where you need to go. What's your one big thing today? Um, my one big thing for today is that uh, the sleepers created a discord and then the link's going to be in the bio and then everyone should join. I think it's going to be a great thing. The one of the most enjoyable parts I think of our YouTube channel to me is that we've actually kind of created a community like in the YouTube chat channel on social medias. And I feel like discord is another place where we could actually have that community feel and I'm excited about it. So one big thing is us making moves and listening to people. How do you feel about the price point, by the way? Do you think there's people who are going to be like, why would I pay $9.99 a month for these two idiots? Do you think that's too expensive? No, because I know there's people out there who pay like $25.99 a month for pictures of feet. So like, <laughs> come on. I did some competitive analysis, by the way. That's how we got to 10 bucks a month. Uh, there's a lot of gambling discord discords that have people paying like $30 a month. So um, if it seems like a lot, I'm sorry, but... We do put like probably 10 hours minimum a week into this on top of the jobs we work. Like this is every day, people. We're trying to bring this to you. So any support would be appreciated. My one big thing today presented by Big B Cart. I have beef with everything bagels. I am flustered by the concept of an everything bagel. I think they're doing too much. I don't think they taste good. I think that there's a reason why there isn't an everything, everything. Like Imagine, oh, I want, I'm going to go get some pizza. I'll take the everything pizza today. That would be, no, it's not called everything pizza because no one in their right mind would want everything pizza. Nobody goes to a sandwich shop, a sub shop and says, I want the everything sandwich. That would be disgusting. No one goes to an ice cream shop and says, let me get the everything ice cream. Just one scoop of it all, all together with all the toppings. That's, it's just gaudy. It's too much. We don't need that. That's not, I'm not, I don't mean to health shame, but that can't be healthy. That's not good for you. That's excess. You're training yourself to be needy if you need an everything bagel. No, just give me the bagel. I don't need the everything. Before we leave, what's your favorite bagel? (laughs) Plain bagel. Oh my, you know what? Just, okay. (laughs) Good God. This is the Sleepers Podcast. Uh, the link to the Discord is in our description. Please join the Discord. We would appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can breathe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a bagel channel on the Discord now. Goodbye.